Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News. So I may be on vacation in the middle of the woods, but last night we finally got the premiere we've all been waiting for. So of course I had to jump on and talk about Roni. The new era of The Real Housewives of New York is here. And let's just say that first episode delivered. I am living for all the mess and petty drama that we received last night from Cheesegate to the restaurant, which shall not be named. It was everything. So let's meet the ladies and dive into all of this mess. But before we do, make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news. So we kind of started with this montage of all the ladies with, a you know, a few fun facts about each of them, which I was grateful for seeing as most of them we don't know anything about. But I think mm-hmm. Bryn hit it on the head when she started off and pretty much called everybody bitches and whores, but they're all really great moms, which I think might play out to be true. So we'll see about that. But we start off with Bryn. I love to laugh. Would make me mad and I'll date your dad. Who we kind of find out is like the fun girl. Of course, we know she flirts with everybody and might even hit on some dads this season, which is going to be very entertaining to watch. Of course, we all know Jenna. My lashes may be fake, but I definitely keep it real. Who was previously at the top of J. Crew? You know, she said she kind of started in 1990 and left in 2017 and is basically like a fashion mogul. We also meet Jessel. I always bring the flavor. It's not my fault you don't have any taste. Who is, you know, somebody that I had never met before. And she's a publicist. She's more of a good girl. And I think I saw Christian Grace Snow on Instagram basically call her the Vicky Gunvalson of New York. Like what insurance is to Vicky Gunvalson, fashion PR is to Jessel. Wow, that is quite the comparison there. So we'll see We'll see if she lives up to that. We also got introduced to Cy. In New York, there's a lot of bad apples, but I'm the baddest of the bunch. Who is a content creator. She is scout the city. Um, she does have some great content. They call her the most well-respected um, creator. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but hey, seems like she's doing pretty well. And then we meet Uba. It's secret ingredient? Darling, it's me. Who is a bright light, seems like a ton of fun. And honestly, if her and Chanel Aeon are not related somehow, like I I would be wildly surprised because they're just so similar. Like they're both beautiful models. They are both of Somalian descent, and they just, their personalities seem so similar. And then we also have Aaron. I'm a true New Yorker. The only bull I'll take is by the horns. Who kind of seems like she's, you know, one of the connectors of the group, bringing everyone together. She's in real estate. She does interior design. She has three kids in New York, which I agree seems crazy. But they, you know, say that that she's a straight shooter. So Uba actually is Ion's cousin. I saw Ion tweet something at Uba being like, I'm so, I'm so proud of my cousin. Whether she's saying that like literally or just like, you know, figuratively, like we're cousins, we're sisters type of thing. I don't know. But I mean, Mm -hmm. they have so much in common. I wouldn't put it past them. So I was just so excited to dive in and meet the ladies And we started off going to Sai's house in Brooklyn. And I also saw a lot of posts about her house being in Brooklyn and giving some justice to Alex McCord, who, you know, 
was kind of shamed for living in Brooklyn on the original Roni. So I am, you know, proud that we are representing Brooklyn. So Bryn and Jessel come over and they basically get right into it. They are talking about this girls night that they supposedly bailed on because they wouldn't be caught dead at bleep. We didn't get the name of the restaurant, even though it was exposed later on. But they were basically saying like Olive Garden is, you know, better than this restaurant that they were invited to from Aaron and that they wouldn't be caught dead there. It's not 2006. And I was living for it. Yeah, this was such a way to start like right out of the gate. My only problem is that I wanted to see that dinner. You know, I wanted to see that night pan out. I wish that they had been filming it because it seems like the first sort of feud on the show is something that wasn't filmed. And so as a viewer, it's kind of hard to like track what's happening and form an opinion about it. But I do have a a little fact about that because I did see a post. Do you remember Lizzie Savetsky, who was a housewife? She was supposed to be on the show, but quit you know, right after due to like some anti-Semitism. So what I heard was that that dinner was actually filmed, but any content that included Lizzie wasn't allowed to air. So I don't know if that's true. Um, It was just something that I saw online, but that could potentially be why we didn't see it. That would make sense because it definitely seemed like a cast activity, but that's kind of frustrating. But yeah, they're comparing. I mean, later we find out the restaurant was actually Catch. And, you know, Bryn's out here saying, I would rather go to Olive Garden than Catch. And it's like, girl, you know, that's not true. But it is so, you know, just obnoxious and ridiculous that it that it is kind of funny. And I'm back. I'm glad that we're back to these like petty fights. So, okay, then we go into Washington Square Park. We have Aaron and Uba meeting. And uh, Aaron kind of gets into it and she's like, I'm a little bit salty about Bryn the other night because she kind of bailed on her dinner plans. She's saying like, it shouldn't matter where we're meeting. Like it was kind of last minute, you know, I'm trying to get a res for a bigger group and like, don't be so snobby, just show up and like have a good time and enjoy the company you're with. Bryn and Sai instead went to Casa Cipriani and had their own night and they posted about it on Instagram. What are they thinking? Of course, if you're going to bail on something, then try to like keep a low profile. Don't go blast it on Instagram. Oh, sorry, we can't make it to your dinner. But, you know, instead, we're going to go here and we're going to post about it. I mean, what are they thinking? I mean, I just love it. I think they were obviously trying to purposely push Aaron's buttons. But Even though they're like dissing catch right and left, this has to be great publicity for them because they're all over the internet. It's trending. Everybody's talking about it, even though they weren't even allowed to say it on Mm -hmm. the show. So I think at the end of the day, catch will be okay. But I just think this feud was so funny. But it's not the only feud that we're getting straight out of the gate. Because speaking of gate, we have Cheesegate going on. And I think this is even more ridiculous than the catch of it all. I mean, so I guess Aaron had Sai over and served a very delicious charcuterie plate, which I I personally would be happy to enjoy. I love a good charcuterie plate. But apparently, like, Sai immediately looked at it and was, like, rolling her eyes and was like, you eat cheese? Like, I don't know. So I think that Bryn caught wind of this and this started getting around. 
And that is what we know to be cheesegate. And honestly, as a cheese lover, I'm kind of offended. Yes, I don't come for cheese. I don't understand. But it's so weird because I still don't really understand what truly happened. Sai is saying she never said that. Aaron's saying that she never, you know, was offended by it. So is Bryn just in there just making shit up? I feel like possibly because she definitely seems like she has done her homework. She is here for the right reasons. I hope that she doesn't try too hard is my only worry with her because she seems like she's a lot of fun. But I also don't want my housewives just pulling things out of thin air to cause drama because I feel like it becomes obvious and I just don't like that. I like when it's more. I agree. But I agree. But Uh, but I do think that I don't know. There's something that makes it seem like this might be who Bran really is. Like maybe she's not trying hard. Maybe this is just who she is. She's messy. And I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I guess time will tell. So then we see Jessel's apartment, which looks absolutely beautiful. Everything is white and she has twins, like toddler twins. And so she's just going around trying to clean everything. She's got her mom there helping. And, you know, she says, guys, if we see something that's dirty, like, please clean it up. And the mom's like, honey, we do clean it up. It's just not clean enough for you. So she must be super type A personality. And that must be a lot to deal with uh, when you've got babies running around. Jenna shows up. So we get our first peek at Jenna. And she they seem to have a good rapport. You know, they say that they run in the same circles. They've, you know, rubbed shoulders because they're in the same industry. Who knows how well they really know each other. But Jenna did seem to like have kind of a natural rapport with her. And she talks about how she's having a girl's night, a quiet black tie or quiet adjacent. And I really liked that term. She said, you know, speaking of Cheesegate, like, I will be serving cheese. And that's pretty much all I will be serving. I will be serving cheese on plates. I will be serving cheese melted in fondue pots. And everyone's just going to have to deal. I love the shade. I mean, they are really taking this Cheesegate and running with it, like, as far as they can. And honestly, like, I'm here for it. I'm okay with it. We do get a glimpse um, of size place. And we learn a little bit more about her family life and everything. She's actually a full-time influencer while her husband stays home with the kids. And I started to question, does her influencer career really afford the lifestyle that they live in New York? Like, surely maybe he retired early because he must be like a mogul and like sold his business for millions of dollars or they have family money because there's no way. I'm not an expert. I'm not saying I'm an expert. But she does have like 400,000 followers on Instagram. And I don't think that can afford the life that they live. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I, no, I'm with you. I think when she said her husband is retired and he's, you know, maybe 40, I was like, oh, he was definitely an entrepreneur of some sort and, you know, sold a company and did really well for himself and was just like, all right, I'm, I'm good for now. I'm going to, you know, raise the kids while you do your thing. And he seems to be, you know, super supportive of her, which is great. But I think I think you're right. I don't think that her influencer uh, career is like the only source of income that they have. Right. However, like I am all for a working mother and stay at home dad, like 100 percent. So no shade there. But again, the cheese conversation gets brought up again and, you know, Sai basically says that Aaron was kind of like distancing herself after that. 
And it's all really because of Bryn. And we get to see it all play out at Jenna's party. Yes. So Jenna's party was, the theme was khaki, black, metallic, and leopard, I think. Um, Jenna Lyons is famous for saying that leopard is a neutral. And so I loved just kind of seeing that, you know, being tied into her first episode. And I got to say, she looked so chic in these, you know, sort of jeweled suspenders that she was wearing. She loves her button down, you know, unbuttoned all the way to almost the bottom. She just looks so good. She is one of those people who looks effortlessly chic um, in anything that she wears. We see her apartment. She's got like this gold plated kitchen, but somehow it doesn't look gaudy or over the top. She's got this gorgeous like pink sectional. Then we see her closet, which takes up about half the apartment. And that was just like every girl's dream. I mean, just hundreds of pairs of shoes lining these walls. I'm sure everything was, you know, designer. And she just had gorgeous clothes everywhere. Like, oh, what I would give to just walk around in there. We got, you know, she's saying, of course, I'm serving cheese. Like, cheese is my friend. And Erin comes in first and she's a real estate agent. So she starts like looking around and, you know, sizing things up. And she's like, you have a pad. Like, this is not an apartment. This is a pad. And Jenna says, what makes it a pad? And she's like, well, because you don't have small children and you can clearly tell with, you know, the way your apartment is decorated and the layout and stuff. So I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, Jenna's pad is to die for. Like, what I would give to live there. It was amazing to see that. You know, we all know Jenna Lines as this fashion, you know, mogul industry, like boss bitch. But to see this in real life is just insane. Um, I also loved like the editors doing like the immediate close-ups of all the cheese as soon as we were in her apartment. It was just perfect. I also wanted to point out it was kind of giving me a Carol like Radsville vibe because like, you know, she has that funky eclectic style and apartment. Like I know not everybody loves Carol, but it's just, you know, I'm seeing the similarities between them. Oh, that's spot on. You're totally right. And they probably are, you know, both using their ovens as storage, a la Carrie Bradshaw. For sure. That's a really um, good observation. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, So like you said, Aaron comes in and, you know, the other ladies arrive too. And Aaron and Sai kind of get right into it. They talk about the girls night. Sai says, yeah, we didn't show up at catch. And Aaron basically forgives her off the bat because... She is being upfront, whereas Bryn, on the other hand, is kind of, you know, talking around the circle about it, but not approaching Bryn directly. And that is rubbing Aaron the wrong way. Yeah. So Bryn comes in. She knows she's kind of like in trouble. And so she's a little bit nervous to talk to Aaron because she doesn't know how it's going to play out. And I am liking her confessionals the way she says, you know, well, I don't think she's going to murder me in Jenna Lyons' apartment, so I should be okay. But I guess you never know. And so she kind of walks in. She goes, you know, and gives Aaron a hello. You can tell Aaron's a little bit, you know, like standoffish towards her. And they start playing this game, this icebreaker game that Jenna had where everyone opens a card and there's some questions in there. And they were pretty racy questions, I have to say. I had my niece in the room and I was like turning it down because and I'm like well she's watching her iPad so I don't think she's paying attention but you know it was very like are you submissive or dominant in bed 
you know, just other very sexually charged questions. And it was like, oh, Jenna, okay. You know, she really wanted to get into it. And I loved when Uba said, oh, I'm submissive. I'm just a starfish. Like she just lays there. And I thought that was one, it's just such an accurate visual. Like I've never heard that heard it be called that but I you know spot on and very Chanel Ayan. so accurate I mean I I can relate honestly I also did like how Jenna was like very upfront about not knowing everybody well you know like in the past when they bring a newbie on I feel like they kind of force them into the group like c- trying to make this like connection that doesn't exist or really isn't there but like I think they're being upfront about how most of these women don't know each other very well and I I appreciate that. So they also, they get into the catch of it all. And, you know, Bryn is once again saying, it's not 2012. I I didn't want to go to that restaurant. So then they find, then it comes to light that she went to lunch with Cy and was starting to shit talk Aaron about all of the drama and the cheese platter and everything. And so, of course, they kind of have to come to a resolution at this point. Cy denies ever saying it. Aaron denies like ever, you know, doing it in the first place or, you know, I'm losing track of what happened. No, I honestly don't. Kim, I think this is the point. I don't understand what happened. I don't think anyone understands what actually happened. Like, what are they even fighting about? Something that Sai said that pissed Aaron off, but Aaron wasn't pissed off and Sai denies saying anything at all. So and it all boils down to Bryn. So Bryn and Aaron go into Jenna's bedroom to talk it out. And, you know, Bryn admits that, you know, ditching them at the restaurant, it shouldn't have been about the restaurant. It should have been about spending quality time with her. But I have a feeling, I don't know, was that a genuine apology? Like, does she really mean that? I don't know. No. What did you think about that? I was confused because they're laying on the bed and Bryn is agreeing with her, but she's also not saying anything she's just sort of like yeah I agree with that Uh uh-huh I agree with that yeah but she never really says oh I shouldn't have done that or oh I understand why that made you or I'm sorry and I think Erin kind of knows she's not going to get much out of her she's like you know she's just a fun girl and you kind of just she makes you forget about why you're mad at her in the first place and so you just kind of move forward and that's you know, that's a respectable quality. I'd like to know how to do that because anytime someone's mad at me, I'm like, I am so sorry. I will never do that again. Please forgive me. Please like me. And so just this, I don't know the way that she can kind of make people forgive and forget without even actually apologizing is is fascinating to me. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. So then, yeah. So then they decide, okay, they're, you know, they're fine. They hug it out. They wander into Jenna's closet and Aaron sits down in the chair and just falls right through the chair. And I don't know if that chair was meant to be decorative, but it certainly looked like it was supposed to be something that was sat in. But it seemed like the cushion was just kind of floating on top of the frame. So I'm not quite sure how anyone sits in it. But of course, they're freaking out because they're in Jenna Lyon's closet. And the first thing they do is break her chair. And then they decide, oh, let's try on some shoes. Let's try on a jacket and see if she even notices. And so they each put on a jacket. Aaron puts on some shoes and they come out pretending like, you know, they're so mad at each other. Bryn says, I'm over it. I can't do this. I'm leaving. And acts all dramatic. 
And then Aaron comes out shortly after and they're kind of playful and everyone finally understands that they're just, you know, acting. And then we have them coming together. Jenna says, I see them going in for a hug. I notice Aaron's in sequins, Bryn is in lace, and those two are not going to mix. And so she's just cringing because, of course, they hug and like the sequins latches onto the Valentino lace jacket. And Jenna's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, please don't ruin my shit. You know, okay, yeah, sure. It's funny. I'm not that mad that you went and tried on my stuff, but please don't ruin it. And P.S. The zipper and the Valentino jacket goes in the back. I like loved this moment. I think it was a small moment, but I really think it's like the perfect metaphor for Bryn and Aaron's relationship and like what's to come. Like they just do not mix. They're going to clash. They're going to get caught up in mm. shit. And I don't know. I kind of loved it for that reason. And also, like, Jenna Lyons' fashion knowledge is unmatched. And it doesn't come off as, like, snooty or I'm better than mm-hmm. you or I know more than you. It just is so natural to her. And I am so excited to see more of this. Like, she elevates that show to a level that it has never been at before. And I am just so ready. Oh, I am fascinated by her. And especially having, you know, we've both worked in fashion industry in our careers. And she was definitely someone who was an icon, you know, we looked up to and she worked her way up the ranks from assistant president of one of the biggest companies. She made J. Crew have their complete resurgence in the mid 2000s to, you know, late 20 teens or whatever. And after they left, they really haven't had much to say for themselves. So, you know, she is definitely like a fascinating woman to me. And I'm just like, I I just want like more Jenna. Oh, totally. So if you had to choose an MVP from episode one, would it be Jenna? Was someone else sticking out for you? Ooh, I'm going to have to go Jenna just because I really enjoyed watching her on screen the most. But I also think Bryn is that wild card firecracker who is going to, you know, bring a lot to the table. What about you? Who is your MVP? I'm going to have to align like them two are my, you know, fast favorites, whether that will continue, you know, with Housewives. I sometimes I'm wishy washy, you know, one week I'm I'm one way, the next week I'm different. But right now, they are the ones that are standing out for me. But, you know, we'll see. There's a lot of Aaron love on social media. So I don't know. Not, not like she rubbed me the wrong way or anything, but I just didn't get that spark from her quite yet. So we'll see. I definitely think Aaron is very likable. And um, I do want to see more of her for sure. I want to see more of all of them, to be honest. I think everyone was really nervous going into this because we all know and love our New York ladies as, you know, Ramona, Sonia, Luann, Dorinda, and we've spent a lot of time with them. And like, how could anyone else compare? But you know what? Change is the only constant in this world. I'm ready to embrace something new. It seems like they, you know, found an interesting group of women. And like, I'm not going to hate on it. Let's see what happens. And, you know, just keep an open heart. I agree. I am wide open and ready for this new season. We will be back next week to discuss um, episode two and later this week to recap Real Housewives of Orange County. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news. Bye, everyone.